Hi, everybody. Dave Winder here with the Runner with the Racers podcast number 128. This is the official podcast of the Athletics Department at Murray State University. New conference and same mission here on the program. Yes, the Racers are in the second half of the Missouri Valley Conference, first year as a conference member. And the Runner with the Racers podcast is still the place that you're going to learn something that you didn't know each time you hit the play button about the rich history and current happenings with the Murray State Racers. Of course, you can find us on GoRacers.com, iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud, and we appreciate your uh, good ratings that you can give us. Now, I'm available if you need to get in touch with me at dwinder at murraystate.edu, and I'm RacerDave23 on Twitter. The Racers are one of the most active programs in all of college athletics on social media, so check us out. A good place to start is the main accounts at MSU Racers on Twitter, Racers Athletics on Instagram, and Murray State Athletics on Facebook. And, of course, every one of our teams are really active, especially on Twitter, if you want to follow one of the teams. And, yes, today, Popeye Jones, one of Murray State's all-time great basketball players, is going to be the answer to a trivia question. He's going to be today the first repeat guest on this show. So to date, I have interviewed 42 Murray State Hall of Famers, and Popeye Jones is certainly one of those. Out of Dresden, Tennessee, the legendary figure of Popeye Jones was a phenomenon that college basketball had rarely seen at that point when he arrived at Murray State to play for Coach Steve Newton in the fall of 1988. While he picked up the nickname of Popeye as a kid in the little town of Dresden in northwest Tennessee, everybody knew him as Popeye, but it was Coach Steve Newton who always called Popeye by his given name, Ronald. And you can even check out past episodes, uh, Coach Newton, number 113, and even check out Don Mann, number 120, and Jeff Martin, 95. They were teammates with Popeye, and their stories of that NCAA win, the first one for the racers. Uh, over NC State in Lincoln, Nebraska, 1988. It's worth a listen. Now, here's what you need to do. You also need to go back and check out the first time Popeye was on the program. It was way back. This is 2018. It was episode 13 because that is going to have the story of Popeye as it concerns his recruitment to Murray State, uh, how he became an All-America player uh, here at Murray State from 1988 to 92, the NCAA tournament experiences, and then his NBA career. Uh, but this follow-up podcast that you're going to listen to here today is going to hit more on his NBA coaching career that has now lasted uh, longer than his playing career did. He played 11 seasons for the Mavericks, the Raptors, the Celtics, the Nuggets, Wizards, and Warriors. Uh, but in, 19, in, two, in 2023, he is now in his 13th season uh, as a coach in the NBA, currently with uh, Coach Michael Malone with the Denver Nuggets, and he enjoyed All-Star Weekend, of course. Popeye told me that he was going to try to get a photo with himself and John ja Morant at the NBA All-Star Game, and he did just that. I got a text of it right in the middle of our game on Saturday night with Murray State basketball defeating Evansville, uh, which we tweeted out, and, of course, uh, that got all kinds of loads of attention. But it was great to see two racer greats, John ja Morant and Popeye Jones, together at the NBA All-Star Game. By the way, the men's basketball account is at Racer Hoops if you want to check that out. And the other part of this conversation today with Popeye, uh, we talk about uh, something that a lot of people don't know about, and that is his, is his uh, hockey professional playing sons. 
Seth Jones is the older brother, age 28, and the younger is Caleb, who's tw- uh, turning 26 years old very soon. And for the first time, the Jones brothers are teammates in the NHL with the Chicago Blackhawks. You're going to get that story from Popeye today as well. And of course, uh, every time I get to talk to the great Popeye Jones, it's very special as he was and continues to be one of the best ambassadors for Murray State University. It has been 32 years since the last game of the legend Popeye Jones at Murray State, and he still lives on as one of the all-time greats. And and Popeye, I just appreciate you uh, joining me as you're on the road with the Denver Nuggets. I think today you're in Miami, you've been in Charlotte, and uh, just uh, doing that grind of the NBA season. You doing okay? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Dave. But hold on, you said 30 what years? It was thir- 32? <laughs> no. Yeah, 32 no, years. Just- <laughs> I'm just kidding with you. Woo. <laughs> oh, I must be getting old. <laughs> well, we are. We are Popeye, but we're still just as good as we ever were. <laughs> that's a, that's the truth, Dave. That's the truth. Um, you know, you've uh, you've you've been coaching as long as you played now. You know that? Yeah, I I, I do. I've uh, you know, I always wanted to I guess uh, around 99 when I tore my ACL uh, I started thinking when I tore my ACL, what do I want to do after my playing career? You know, I had time to, the during the rehab, things slow down. You know, you're not playing anymore and you're just rehabbing and trying to get back. And just sitting around thinking about it and talking to, uh, you know, other coaches, uh, it was something that I wanted to pursue and it's it's been great. I, I, like I tell people all the time, I, I've never worked a day in my life and uh, I know a lot of people can't say that, but if you have a chance to to, to be a part and do something that you love, being a player, and then and then also then still staying on the sidelines and coaching, uh, it's it's been a thrill for me. It's been a great ride, and I'm I'm continuing to to enjoy uh, this coaching career. Well, you know, Popeye, uh, you you look back and uh, you know the the Nets gave you your start, uh, 2010, Coach Avery Johnson and PJ Carlissimo. Uh, you're with the Pacers for seven years, um, the Sixers for a couple of seasons, and Doc Rivers, and now the Denver Nuggets with Coach Michael Malone. Um, it, it's it's in your blood, and you know we see those shows about uh, like on ESPN about the football life or the baseball life or the basketball life. Um, you you have lived the basketball life, and I I think. Um, uh, that you'll be a head coach someday. Uh, do, do you feel like that that is an opportunity that uh, that you want and that you that you might have a chance to do someday? Because you you, you were uh, acting coach for a few games last season with Denver, and I remember that first win you got. They they dunked you with uh, Gatorade in the locker room, and uh, I, I think you you you'll get a chance. I hope you do anyway. Well, I think every coach, uh, Dave, you know you 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 want a chance to to sit in the, the lead seat. Uh, you know, I will say there's only 30 of them and, uh, you just continue to, 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 to do your job and work and you, you just hope people notice you and, you know, but if they don't, it's, it's fine too. You know, I'm not a guy said, well, I was a failure as a coach if I don't get a chance to sit in that head seat. But, uh, of course, you know, you always want that chance and, uh, you know, you have an agent who works for you and, and, and looks for opportunities and presents them to you and, and you know we'll see what happens you know along the way but you know again like you said I'm I'm really enjoying this journey and 
and and all, all the places that I've been and all the people that I've learned from. It's funny, uh, you, you mentioned uh, Coach Malone when I interviewed with him and he and he hired me. And be honest with you, it really wasn't much of an interview. He just the one thing I remember he said to me. He said, "You know, I thought you would be you would be perfect for this position. You've been around a lot of winning." you know, as a coach and uh, thinking back and reflecting, I was, th- you know, I was like, yeah, he's, he's absolutely right. I've learned from a lot of uh, great coaches and I continue to learn. I continue to grow out. You know, it's, it, to me, it's like a player. I always told myself, I think people said that, Hey, that player retired or he did this. And I always said that, well, I'm going to retire from the NBA. I don't think you retire. You just can't play anymore. And <laughs> right. You don't want to, you don't want to do, you don't want to do the work anymore to try to, and I take the same approach with coaching. When I don't want to to do the grind anymore, then I, you know I'll move on. I, you know, uh, the game has been too good for for me or to me to, and I'll never cheat it. So uh, that's kind of just how I feel about the game of basketball, all the all the places and the opportunities that it, that it's given me over the years. Well, I, I just know what kind of teammates you were and what kind of leader you were with Murray State back in the day, and uh, I knew you were like that as a player. Uh, and I know you're like that as a coach because you care about the people that you work with. Um, and that kind of takes me into my next question about player development. Um, uh, I don't know that the, the average person like me understands how dedicated uh, a player in the NBA has to be to their craft um, because, because of the length of the season, 82 games. Uh, it's really a 12-month out-of-the-year effort, isn't it? Well, it really is, especially with the young players, uh, trying to develop them uh, not only on the court day, but also off the court because uh, it's a, it's a, as you can imagine, it's a crazy, and you know, the listeners out there, it's a crazy lifestyle. Uh, a lot of people pulling at you um, in many directions, but at the same time, you got to continue to, to com- come to work, work on your craft, get better. And and sometimes as rookies, you wait for your opportunity. I think that as I've gotten older in coach, coaching, I'm more of a mentor to a lot of these young kids that, that come in that, you know, whatever problems they, they have, I always say, hey, you know, you can come to me and, and talk to me about it, whether it's about basketball or, or it's, it's about life. And uh, uh, like you said, it's not easy. And, you know, I always would tell my kids when they wanted to be NHL players, I always say, if it was easy, everybody could do it. So just remember that uh, as you're working to, to become an NHL player. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad you brought up your sons, uh, Seth and Caleb, because uh, I want us to leave a little time at the end to uh, get an update on them in the NHL. And I got a little story I want to tell you uh, about my recollection of the first time you told me they they might be pretty good. Well, so we'll do that and do that in just a minute. But uh, no problem. <clears throat> you, you talked about the. Uh, the grind of the NBA. I, I think you all are crazy. You know that? Because I was looking at your schedule uh, at Orlando and Minnesota last week, uh, Charlotte, Miami this week, your home versus Dallas, then you go back out to Cleveland. Uh, and next week you're going to – I think you're at Memphis uh, on the 25th. That's that's pretty cool. Man, if I yeah, could get down there, family. I would love to do, yeah. love to do that. Um, I, I was looking there. You, you've got a week here, I think, where you're playing back-to-back on Wednesday, Thursday. you got Friday off, and then you're playing back-to-back on Saturday, Sunday. Uh, how do you do it as, as an old coach now, uh, and how do these players uh, do, do this? How does this all work? Because you can't be at your best every night with that kind of schedule. 
Well, first of all, we're we're right now we got three more games left until the break, and I think everybody's looking to the All Star break. Uh, you know, we're fortunate enough to have the best record in the West, so we're going to be the coaching staff uh, this year uh, for Team LeBron. So we're looking forward to going to Utah and doing that, and and you know just having a good time and seeing everybody and. You know, I'm I'm a member of the re- NBA Retired Players uh, Association, so I'll get to see a lot of old, uh, not only teammates, but guys that I played against. So I'm looking forward to going to Utah uh, next weekend to do that. But after that, you, you're talking about the grind. Uh, you're just always planning ahead, Dave. I think that the biggest thing, and, and you learn, you know, is when you're young that, you know, when you have things you need to do, you plan ahead and uh, you learn to, to, to sleep where you can. You're sleeping on airplanes uh one of the things that's that's so great about being able to do this that we we travel private and uh, you know we're after the game most of the times or uh, we're in the air going to the next city or, or coming home uh, so that be honest with you helps helps a lot that you know sometimes you're in your bed by your own bed by two a.m. and then you're up again you know seven eight o'clock ready to to do it all again so I think that you know my rookie year we traveled commercial so I got a little taste of it that's showing my age, you know, every team travels private now. And, uh, man, charter planes is, uh, be honest with you, as you can imagine with this schedule, is the way to go. Well, I did not know that you flew commercial your first season. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, my it, goodness. It, it, it was you – always, you always took the first thing <clears throat> smoking out of the city, too, which was crazy. So you're always up at, you know, 5 a.m. You know, oh, after wow. a game, you're, you're so amped. A lot of times you're not going to bed at 2 a.m. So – that was really a tough lifestyle. I think that that's why you see, uh, you know, congrats to LeBron James for breaking the all-time scoring record. You see the longevity uh, of these players because you know, because of uh, not only the travel, but uh, we don't practice much either anymore, to be honest with you. It's a lot of walkthroughs during the season because there's so many games and, and uh, you know, medical staffs have gotten bigger. Uh uh, we've gotten smarter to to say, hey man, why why are we practicing? Why are we grinding this guy out? So I think that you've seen these careers last a lot longer. And uh, again, back to LeBron, you see a guy who's been able to stay on top for twenty seasons, which is unbelievable. Yeah, it re- it really is when you think about it. So that was my next question: was uh, just from a uh, a player development and um, maintenance uh, uh, way of thinking. It's really kind of up to the individual player to keep uh, to keep themselves game ready, isn't it? It really is. Uh, it is, and especially if you, Dave, especially if you're out of the rotation. Uh, I always tell guys. I always, as you know, I always try to use other examples of things that's happened in history. And and one of my favorite to tell young players is remember Tom Brady was a third string quarterback, and once he got his opportunity, what he started for the. For the Patriots, for what twenty seasons, something right, like right, that, right. So, right? You got to keep yourself ready. You know, he started as third string, and first first two guys went down, and he stepped in and won a Super Bowl, and and the rest is history for his career. So I always like to tell young players that story. How does it feel to you to see campaign with the Phoenix Suns and Ja Morant with the Grizzlies? Not long ago, you were you were running into Isaiah Cannon with the Rockets, the Bulls, yeah. and the Suns. Um, g- give me maybe just your thoughts of uh, uh, of their careers and uh, how cool it is to have all of these racers in the NBA. Well, it's it's first of all, David, as you know, it's really cool. It's really cool 
to to see guys that 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 came from your college and you know uh, the respect is the admiration and respect is so high it's always good to go up and give them a hug and and to say you know you know I'm watching you know I got an eye on you uh, you know Murray State family uh, you're you're always saying things of that nature I think that. You talked about you talk about their careers. Uh, I think you know Isaiah had a great run, man. He, I, I talked to him. I think he said he was in, he was in eight years, and I was like, hey, keep going. And I know now he's in Europe, but uh, he was always good. You always saw him out working before the game, working on his game, and then uh, you know to see campaign, you know to see him the way his career uh, got out to a slow start in Oklahoma uh, City, and then you know being able to go find his to stay with it, stay with it, bounce around a little bit and 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 find his niche and and to be uh playing for a championship contender. You know, now they got Kevin Durant, something else we have to deal with. Uh, you know, him being the backup point guard coming off the bench for that team and anchoring their second unit. Uh seeing him uh I saw him before he got back and got his jersey retired. So I can uh, give him a, a hug and congratulated him. He was out working because he was hurt at the time. Uh, I, so he was out working early, uh, trying to get himself back together, and and then as you know, John Moran, it's it's planning for him every night is, or every time we see him is, is a nightmare. <laughs> trying to plan, you know, how are you going to guard that guy? Uh, to see, you know, I'll be able to see him in Utah. Hopefully, I'm going to be able to grab a picture with him. If I do, uh, I'll send it to you. Oh, that would be uh, wonderful. Murray State guys at the All Star game, so hopefully, I, uh, we'll get a picture together and. Uh, We'll give each other a hug and chop it up, and I'll talk to him about, hey, keep going, keep working, which, uh, you know, I, I, one of my best friends is an assistant coach in Memphis that I worked with in Indiana, so I always asking him, and he talks about uh, Jaws' work ethic, and, and so that, that makes me proud. And, um, and they're really good. As you know, Memphis is really good. You know, it may be a team we may see in the playoffs that we got to go through. So uh, just to be a part of the Murray State family, and, and not only that, people – um, basketball people now, when they say, where did you play college at? Or they remember you, and they'll say Murray State. And, and obviously, uh, you know, I help with that. But, you know, Ja really has put us on the map out there. And uh, uh, I'm just happy to be a part of the Murray State family, Dave. Well, we're, we're happy you're, you're part of it, Popeye. We always say once a racer, always a racer. Um, so uh, speaking of the racers, uh, and I think you spoke to it a little bit there, uh, isn't it amazing just how long the success has been going on and now the racers are uh, in a new conference with the Missouri Valley and they're stepping up into the the nation's 11th uh, ranked conference I'm, I'm telling you pop this this is a battle every night there there are no easy nights and just your observation from afar about uh, where racer basketball is with uh, coach Prome coming back for his second run uh, well, first of all, I have I have faith that Coach Prome or 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 get it together in the new you know Missouri Valley Conference. I think that, like you said, uh, him coming in, um, what what is it, ten, twelve new players, twelve, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, him trying to establish uh, a culture and a system again. You know, it takes time, and it takes time to to get the players in there that he needs. And, you know, I got faith. I hope the, 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 the race are faithful or are still following him. Uh, but but we'll get it together because, uh, as you know, at Murray State, is, Murray State basketball is, is, is win is what we do. And so I have faith that, that 
that everything will be okay. But like you said, yeah, we, we understand it's a tougher conference, but I think we'll be fine. And speaking of uh, racer family, uh, Popeye, um, uh, racer Hoopalooza next summer, and I, I'm pretty sure our dates are going to be uh, July 28th and 29th. So uh, get that on your calendar, and hopefully you you can uh, make it back. Yeah, Love thanks for telling me. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, I tried to get it because I was disappointed that I didn't make it back uh, last summer to, for, for Coach Newton, uh, you know, because I know Jeff and Don and, and Terrence was there and uh, Paul King was there and, and, you know, I didn't get it. I didn't get a chance to make it back for that. It was, uh, during a time where I, I, my schedule was tied up, but, you know, hopefully I'll be there this summer because it's always fun to see everybody and, and to laugh and joke and, and, and to hang out with the race of family and give everybody hugs. Hey, how about our guy, Paul King, Murray state hall of famer. That, that, Unbelievable. That pretty man. good. He, yep. Yep. We, we text every every now and then he's doing really well he's always he's always got a player a st louis player too on his radar he'll right. text me about to see that guy you think this guy could play in the nba ask your scouts about him so he's still very involved in watching uh st louis basketball players play <laughs> hey before we leave popeye i want to tell you a little story uh that i remember about your 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 nhl sons uh seth and caleb uh, it was a long time ago. You were you were in Dallas playing for the Mavericks, and we were talking. And I said, "Hey, how are you, how are your boys doing?" And uh, and you just said, "Hey," he goes, "You wouldn't believe it how big a hockey town Dallas is." And I was like, "Oh, really?" And and I see I haven't grown up around the game just like you. And uh, and I said, "Oh," and you said, "Yeah, they're doing travel soccer or uh, travel hockey." And uh, I was like, "Well, how old are they?" And maybe. Uh, Maybe Caleb was or Seth was, uh, I don't know, eleven or twelve, and you're like, yeah, they're playing travel hockey, and and then you said, you know what, I, I don't know much about hockey, but I think they both have a chance to be pretty good. <laughs> and and uh, I was like, okay, and then you know now they're established uh, National Hockey League players. They've both uh, won World Championships with Team USA. Uh, when they were uh, coming up, and and now they're both playing together with the Chicago Blackhawks. So uh, <laughs> you know, to tell me about Dad's pride of, of his sons, and, and just the way that you've 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 learned, uh, you've had to learn hockey all these years. I bet you're pretty good uh, at knowledgeable about hockey now, aren't you? Uh, I am. Uh, you know, it's funny because I, Dave, I started watching the sport when they were when they were young. When I played for the Mavericks. Uh, I did an appearance with, with the great Mike Madonna, who uh, is in the NHL Hall of Fame. Uh, grew up in the Michigan area playing hockey. Uh, one of the you know the best American-born hockey players um, that's ever played. And I did an appearance with him, and he invited me to a game. And I was uh, went to the game, didn't understand it, but I was intrigued with the speed of it uh, to see it in person because it, it, it definitely, it still is for a lot of people. It's a hard sport if you don't understand it to watch on TV, but I was really intrigued with the speed and the physicality and the pace of the game. And, um, we started following the Dallas stars at home and, and, and rooting them on. And, and as the kids was coming up, they asked to play. And I just thought, you know, it's like me growing up in Dresden. Well, you know, I played basketball, football, and baseball, that it would be like a seasonal winter sport that they'd want to play in. Um, they they were playing when they were young, and then when the season ended, it was like, okay, it's time to put your hockey gear uh, in the garage. Let's do something else. What else you want to play? And they were like, we don't want to play anything else. We just want to play hockey. 
And so it was really funny that uh, to watch them just want to play, to really get attracted to that sport at such a young age and just to run with it and uh, develop a work ethic for it at a young age and mature. And there's a lot of uh, early practices. Uh, I would tell them to set the alarm clock where they could get up and, and they would always be up ready to go to practice. You didn't have to try to, you know, drag them out of bed, get them out of the house and things of that nature. And I think it, it really helped them mature. Uh, you know, from getting their homework to understanding how to use their time. And, and you know, they both left home at, at 16 and moved to, uh, you mentioned it, uh, moved to Michigan and played for USA Hockey, played for the under-16 and under-17 teams, was there two years, and then both went up to uh, Portland and played junior hockey. So uh, for the Portland Winterhawks before they both got drafted. And uh, it's crazy, last weekend Seth was just in his fifth All-Star game, so – um, it's unbelievable. They're both in Chicago. Chicago's in a rebuild, but I'm happy that I just have to follow one team now because they're both playing together. I don't have time to follow two teams. <laughs> wow, that's that's great. That's great. That's always been the the uh, amazing thing, uh, and you see that with other families uh, where uh, mom or dad played one sport, and then their their sons or daughters play another sport, and they're really good at it. So. That's really cool, and I, I I know our racer fans appreciate the the update, Popeye. Well, listen, man, I I know uh, you're calling me from uh, Miami today as we record this. I'm in Peoria, Illinois, with the racers. Hey, Dave, I'm in I'm in I'm sorry, I'm in Orlando. Oh, today. you're in you're in Orlando. In okay. <laughs> yeah. I am looking out at the sunshine. Uh, we're uh, I don't know if anybody knows the area called the Grand Lakes, and uh, I'm looking down at the pool with the with the lake and, and the golf course across from it. So I have a great view this morning. So, so uh, do you, honestly, do you ever wake up in the morning and go, what, what city am I in? Not only wake up and say, what city, yes, but <laughs> I, sometimes I forget my room number. So now I take a picture of, of my room number with my cell phone. <laughs> I'm oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, we are getting old, Pop. We, we, we sure are. Hey, listen, take care and uh, go racers. Hey, yeah, thanks for having me, Dave, and uh, – uh, again, go racers, and I'm sure uh, Coach Prome will, will will get it right. So, racer fans, keep supporting. I'm supporting from afar, and uh, like you said, uh, racer nation, I love you. Great to visit with Popeye Jones. You know, his last game at Murray State was against Arkansas in the 1992 NCAA tournament in Milwaukee. Uh, Coach Steve Newton had left for South Carolina, and Coach Scott Edgar uh, did wonders uh, for Popeye. Uh, in the one season that he have had him uh, when he let Popeye be Popeye and was rewarded with an OVC championship, an OVC tournament championship, and another NCAA appearance. You know, it's been 31 years since Popeye's final game at Murray State. Uh, he's still right there as Murray State's all-time rebounder. He's right up there in all-time scoring as well. Uh, and you really need to go back to episode 13, because that, that's the story of before Murray State and uh, everything he did at Murray State uh, as well. And I'm hoping uh, someday that uh, Popeye Jones will get a shot to be a head coach in the NBA. I think that's going to happen. And by the way, how amazing is it that little Murray State currently has two players, John ja Morant with the Memphis Grizzlies and Cameron Payne with the Phoenix Suns, playing in the NBA and doing very well, and one coach in the NBA, Popeye Jones. And a few athletics updates for Murray State. Big congrats to our athletics director, Nico Yanko, and his wife, Marnie, as they welcomed in a little boy, Gino, into the world last week. His big sis, Chaney, and the rest of the family, of course, are thrilled beyond measure 
And we have added one more to Racer Nation. And by this time next week, it'll be time for Arch Madness, March 2nd through the 5th at the Enterprise Center in St. Louis, the Missouri Valley Conference Tournament. The racers have a chance to be the sixth seed as the week gets going. And congrats to Rob Perry, 1,500 career points between Stetson and Murray State. And the same for Jamari Smith, also getting to 1,500 career points this season between Queens University and Murray State. And it was a big win for Rochelle Turner's women's basketball team at Murray State. They knocked off SIU for their first road Missouri Valley uh, win. Alexis Burpo made it to 1,000 career points. It seems like uh, every game the women play, somebody's reaching a milestone. Also, the great Caitlin Young, she'll be uh, considered for player of the year. Uh, she, she had 30 points in that game Sunday at SIU. The Hoops in the Heartland is the women's tournament in Moline, Illinois, at Vibrant Arena at the Mark, and that's March 9th through the 12th. Both teams are going to be celebrating their seniors this week at the CFSB Center. Now, the women's team, they host UNI uh, Saturday at 2 o'clock as they uh, honor the great Macy Turley, a future Hall of Famer certainly, Alexis Burpo and Jordan Hughes. And then on Sunday, it's the final regular season game for the Murray State men. They'll take on Valparaiso at 3 o'clock, and seniors DJ Burns and Rod Thomas will be honored. The infield, uh, the indoor uh, track and field championships for the Missouri Valley coming up uh, this weekend uh, in Chicago, and we're really going to be uh, watching several of the Murray State uh, athletes, especially uh, Rachel, Rachel Higgins and uh, Kayla Bell, who have already set records and hopefully will do the same in Chicago. And, of course, spring sports is now in full swing, so go check out GoRacers.com and our social media channels for the latest. The Runner with the Racers podcast is a production of the Athletics Department at Murray State University. This is Dave Winder, and hey, go Racers.